Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today is my esteemed pleasure to have on actress, acting coach, Laura Park Lincoln. How are you today? Well, hi. I am doing fantastic today. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the Lifebox Media Channel today. I appreciate it. How have you been holding up through all this stuff? Um, well, you know, it's been a blast talking about the film and getting to meet so many people and, and just getting to be part of science fiction, so I've loved it. Uh, yeah, you, you know, it's it's funny, you know, um, D. Wallace said to me, I said, you know, I don't think you can get a bigger horror story than a real horror story that's going on right now. So you have to divulge yourself and everything else and involve yourself in everything else and kind of keep it going, right? You know, that that's pretty, that's very true. Um, my my daughter lives in France and we just had our, my first grandbaby, first granddaughter. Thank you. And I haven't gotten to meet her yet. So, yeah, it, it, it's very hard. It's hard for so many people right now. Man, are you, you proud Dodi Grandma, right? <laughs> That's right. She's a cutie, so um, she was excited. She's one month old, and she got her U.S. citizenship today, so she's French U.S., so that's a lot of fun. That's and, awesome. Uh, What's her name? Can't wait to meet her. What's her name is Aura. Oh, I like that. Lifebox Media yeah. Show. Big shout out to Aura. Love that. That's awesome. It, Thank exactly. You Thank, Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. I have, I have a bunch of grandbabies, so I dig that. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know how it feels then. I just want to hug her, so I can't wait. Oh, that's that that's that's awesome. For your lips to God's ears on that one, my dear. Um, so you know, so I was, I was looking over your career, you know, and I'm very familiar with your career, and I am a fan. Um, but I didn't. Yeah. What I didn't realize is that you know you went all the way back to like Knots Landing and Hunter, yeah. and you know I did an episode of Hunter <laughs> back in the day, which I actually love that show. <laughs> Me know, too. You know, but um, what made you get into acting? What was it? Was it like something just your ambition from the beginning? Absolutely. I, I knew in third grade that I was going to, to act and write and teach. I wasn't sure in what capacity. And I'm an Army brat, so I was raised on military bases all over the U.S. And that's not really a lot of acting opportunities on a military base. <laughs> so uh, at one point, um, I started modeling, even though I'm really short, barely 5'4", but I was able to start kind of a petite modeling market and I worked all over the world for eight years as a model which is crazy and um you know I always, I just kept studying acting and the first time I went to LA I the, the famous phrase is I couldn't get arrested right I, I, I couldn't even get an audition and <laughs> came home and came back to Texas studied a lot more and went out again and Texas so, girl go Texas I'm from San Antonio originally <laughs> Oh, really? You're from San Antonio? Originally, yes, ma'am. I have a lot of family down there. Hel yes. Helotus, actually, but yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, Helotus, yes. <laughs> that, that, is, that is fantastic. You know, I mean, you know, it, 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 you know, but so the thing of it is, though, is that here you are in a, in a niche, and now I know why Kane Hodder looked at even bigger towards you. Now I know your height. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. That's great. But he didn't have anything on me, so that's <laughs> that, okay. That's that's great. But I mean, so so where do you where do you come at? You're, uh, were you making decisions then to whether you're going to stick when you came back to Dallas or? Well, actually, my husband had passed away. He was uh, a cancer patient in his early forties, and I had two babies. So I was also um, a host on the QVC Shopping Channel for 19 years. So I flew 
usually like up to three times a week back and forth, and I just decided, you know, let's let's just move back to Texas for a while, get everybody's feet planted, kids through some schools, and um, and then I opened my studio here, acting studio, and so um, I really call Texas and L.A. home both. I go back and forth quite a bit. Right, definitely, you know, and then big shout out to those single moms out there. My, I was raised by a single mom before, it was popular or a sport, so... Big shout out to, okay. to you as a single mom. I know how hard that is. Yeah. Well, you know, it is crazy. It, it can be really crazy. Um, but we, we managed well. We did it. I've got a couple of really amazing kids that are grown and out of college and married and um, and good people. So I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter moved to France eight years ago. Um, so, you know, that's a pretty fun place to visit when you've got a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you have to run next door for sugar. Just go to Paris instead. <laughs> Any excuse? Oh, honey, you know what? I I I just thought I need bread. I'm going to France. <laughs> That's right. Eat a croissant. Be at right. the airport. I love that. <laughs> that, that is that is fantastic. I, I wouldn't want to been around the day that she said, "Mom, I'm moving to France." So, and they're look, I'm happy for you, but. <laughs> oh no i i kicked her right over i was like yes go she she speaks french i don't uh but uh she does and she married a great guy speaks five languages and wow. you know i just speak english southern and uh, <laughs> uh a little bit of poodle <laughs> that's it but yeah, i struggle with a couple of those <laughs> you know, but, but it's just, okay oh absolutely so when you started getting on a roll here, I mean, because my gosh, I mean, you know, like Knott's Landing, which was one of the biggest hits on TV. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. I mean, how- it was it was incredible to get booked on a show that you actually watched and to be with, you know, Michelle Lee and Kevin Dobson and those guys. I mean, it was awesome. It was just fabulous, honestly. Yeah, and unfortunately, but I also loved all of this. Um, just the guest starring on the different shows was a blast too. I got to shoot in the actual Psycho House for Murder She Wrote. So, nice. you know, being a horror fan and a Hitchcock fan that like made my year. <laughs> that 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 is awesome. And a big shout out to uh, the fans and family of Kevin Dobson. We just lost him not too long, long ago. Yes, I mean, you know, yes. respect the prayers to them. That was, um, you know, he's he was really awesome on that show. And, um, and what an amazing career he had too, from military service. Just everything, you know. He had a really, yeah, really and, full life. Yeah, he had a great role on Kojak, and uh, you know, and then on yeah. Landing, and oh yeah, I was I was a big fan all the way back. I was like, wait a minute, the Kojak guys on this new new TV show. <laughs> yeah, it was on a nighttime show. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I mean, what was it like? I mean, working. You know, you go from you know you're going, you're 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 you know a Texas girl, and you go in there and you're doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you're in your QVC, and it that had QVC by the way had to be hard. That had to be hard. Well, you know, it's live television, twenty four seven. So uh, I learned quickly that there was not actually a director. It was live with robotic cameras and uh, and crazy. And so I opened Germany and London QVC for them, which was a blast. Wow. Um, a lot of traveling, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. It was it was fun. Yeah, you, fun. How, how many times could you talk about the same diamond ring in fifteen minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know what was cool about it, though, is I actually also um, sourced and found inventions that I took on the air. So most of the items that I was on with are products that I had found, met the inventors, and helped uh, 
actually get to the air. So I knew the people really well. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. I just, you know, I, I got to grow up as a girl and, and shop and talk on the phone. And, uh, oh, there's a know. hard life right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't really complain about that. <laughs> you, you, you know, you I used to hold against you guys back then on the shopping networks. If I'd have heard herringbone necklace one more time, I was going to throw myself <laughs> out the window. <laughs> or the word collection. Oh, yes, collection. That, that, there's the other one. Yep, yes, collection. Yeah. But, but you, I didn't have jewelry, so I got uh, I got away with that one. <laughs> uh, there you go, there you go. Right now, and, and but that had to have set you up to make your your craft much better because there's nothing like live. Well, it <laughs> it was a real surprise to me. The first product I took on the air was um, was a nail care line. Uh, when I was seventeen, I was a door to door makeup sales girl, <laughs> and. <laughs> and the the woman that had owned the company was still in business, and so I called her up and said, "Hey, I've heard about the shopping channel thing. Let's put the nail care on the line on the air." And we did, and it's fast paced. I mean, you have to you have to really be paying attention <laughs> with live callers and uh, uh, things that go wrong on the air. <laughs> so. Yeah, if I go to, if I go to YouTube, am I going to find any of those ones where it falls off? <laughs> oh, absolutely! I, I broke a finger once walking onto the oh. stage with a little with a little too much energy. So yeah, that was fun. And once in Germany, I had been on the air for they have a thing called a a special value of the day where you're on like right. once an hour for twenty four hours, and I did a lot of those. And I had done several in a row in Europe, and that is. Really exhausting. You usually wait for like three days, and got to laughing so hard in in Germany in one of the last shots that the the host barely spoke English and the the crew was uh, speaking Italian and German and just got into one of those laughing fits that you think will haunt you forever and uh, you know tears out of the eyes and just <laughs> just watch somebody lose it live. You know. I love that. I love that. You know, it's it's funny though. Now now have you always been a horror movie girl growing up? Yes, yes, I love scary movies. Oh that that that's I love awesome. scary movies. Yeah. I love scary movies, so I was thrilled to get Friday thirteenth and then Health Two was really a comedy, but I loved it too. And um I'd say Twilight Zones are my favorite, which is why I loved Freddy's Nightmares. To me, that felt like my own little personal Twilight Zone movie in right. my mind. That, that's exactly what the TV show felt like it did. Now, who were some of your influences yeah. growing up? I'm sorry, can you say again? Who were some of your influences in acting growing up? Well, in acting, I would have to say from the very beginning in my teen years was Jessica Lange. Um, oh, I would nice. say... Um, yeah, Jessica Lang and Sybil Shepherd were a couple that I really, really followed in Faye Dunaway. I liked uh, just the feel of, of all of those actors and kind of gave me the dreams and stars in my eyes and um, kept them in the back of my mind throughout my whole career, really. I love that. You know, go big or go home. You just you just hit them all out of the park, yeah. you know. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know that that's really cool. Now, you know, going from all of a sudden, I mean, some of these lighter shows and everything else to going into a horror movie, and it's funny, it's the only thing I've never done. I've never filmed a horror movie. But, I mean, it, it, oh. it, it's one of these things I look at and I'm saying, wow, how do you go from being, whether you're the, you know, the, the nice girl in the in the TV show or the movie to all of a sudden, you know, being, and you know, you're, you're this you're this psychic in, in Friday the 13th that, with telekinetic powers yeah. and all this stuff. I mean, that has yeah. to be cool that you, you are the only 
one that like went toe to toe legitimately with Freddie. And I mean, with uh, Jason, right. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm Jason, looking at yeah. with Freddie and, and said Jason, with Jason <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, came out of it, you know, in a piece. I mean, I actually thought there was going to be a sequel to that. Well, you know, we did too. They asked me to do part eight, but they, they weren't giving the scripts to the actors then. It's like you agree to do it and then they would, they nearly always would kill off the, the final girl in the next episode. <laughs> And I didn't think that that character of Tina needed to be killed off, so I passed. And then they went a different direction. I like that. I mean, so, I like, I'm going to tell you the funny thing of that is that I'm sitting there, we're watching your movie. I remember it like it was yesterday. We're watching your movie, oh, wow. and, 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 you know, I'm saying, man, this is really cool. When it got done, I said, man, I said, you know, there's, there's, you know, what, what's, what's, what's going to be like, like, Jason Eats New York or something like that. And I had like four, no. four friends in the house, I swear to God. And I had four friends. I was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I'm like, what are they going to? And like four friends, like my buddy Alan calls me up when he says, Jason takes Manhattan. What what happened? What were you no. or something? Yes, ma'am. It was. He was like, Jason yeah. takes Manhattan. And we laughed hysterically. But I was like, and I thought you were going to be in it because I was like, man, right. she's going to be this broad that comes back. And I mean that how I meant it, you know, mean right. in the right way. Right. It comes back and is this badass girl that battles it out with Jason in New York, you know, for whatever right. reason. No, Laura Park Lincoln. A minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, was, it was strange. I mean, John Beekler, the director, and I talked many times about the sequel and what we wanted to do with Tina, but I, I think he had most, just a lot of difficulties with the different studios to get the rights to different things. And, right. Um, I had even written a part eight that I pitched to Paramount myself. Nice. And uh, yeah, seriously. And uh, I found it in a box of scripts the other day, a couple months ago. And like, oh, wow. Yeah, I remember doing this. <laughs> but um, I think her storyline was, was really cool. You know, find, in finding still pictures and things, the fans ask for different pictures. There's really not a time. Jason only touches her shoulder once on the pier. He never actually gets a hold of her at any time. So um, it's kind of, you know, it's been hard to find the pictures of us together. You know, we're far apart in the scene. So that, right. that's kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. Because every time he comes in, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool because of the fact that, you know, you saw most times, you know, the, the tongue in cheek of Jason is, is, you know, he's chasing somebody or, or like on, uh, uh, in Manhattan, you know, he's up with a dude up on top and he's boxing with him, you know, and, you know, right. it's one of the few times that Jason sells anything, you know, so, but with you, <laughs> you pissed him off, you know, I yeah. Mean, you, yeah. I, and I loved how Kane played it. I mean, he was really, um, cerebral, I guess you could see him thinking like, what is this chick? Right. What do I do with right, this? Exactly. So, you, I, I, I think I, everybody had fun. I bet you that people cheered in the theaters because of the fact that all of a sudden you're like, you know, it was like, what the hell? You know, when you have the vines come up and get them and all this stuff, or you have. Yeah, oh, I, I love that scene. I love that scene so much. They, they did that, you know, basically in real time there. It was really cool. That was real. I think the creativity in, you know, in those, and I, and I think Kane, I, I like the other guys, but I am a fan of Kane because of the fact that he yeah. just fit the role of Jason so well. That it just, oh, well. you know, I mean, and I, he's done more of them, I think five or something. He's done more of them than everybody, everybody I think. But right. Yeah, work, he has. You guys work so well together. <laughs> well, thank you. I thought we did. You know, we discovered later that we had also worked on House 2 together, but we weren't in the same scenes because he did stunts on House 2 also. But my character didn't have stunts in that film. So 
Um, oh, really? I didn't yeah, right? know that. Yeah, I know. I remember how surprised I was when I found out, you know, the, the very large world of movie making sometimes gets very tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've learned that. Well, what, what do you mean you were in that show? I was. I was there, too. Where were you? No, I wasn't on that set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. And my director on, um, on Freddy's Nightmares directed Friday Part 6. Oh, wow. So Thomas Lossman. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just really, it's really fun if you get to work, you know, work with some same people, have some connections like that. And, you know, now because of fan conventions and stuff, we can actually see each other and visit, which is really fun and nice. What do you, you know, would you remember the first horror movie you ever saw? Well, <laughs> it probably wasn't really a horror movie, but uh, to me, when I was a little girl and saw Jaws, um, oh, that was pretty horrifying, and I've never ever forgotten it. So. Okay, Laura, that's funny you said that. That's been our big question of 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 October: is is Jaws what? a horror movie? And the majority of people say, "Look, it scared the bejesus out of you." You know, yeah, he was the monster, basic, so to speak. So I think it's like yeah. 87, 87 percent of our audience has said that Jaws is a horror movie. So see that our part yeah. thinking right there. Talking about horror movie. Right I have to agree. I mean, it was really terrifying. It's still terrifying. Yes. And, you know, I saw this. Um, I was on a plane before all this COVID stuff happened. And um, <laughs> the show that was playing, okay, it was this great little horror fun show. I believe it was called Crawl. Called Crawl about the alligators. Yes, yes, Crawl. Okay. Yes, yes, I saw that. Yes. yes. Okay, so the alligators, and, and so I'm in the plane, I'm actually traveling with a student who we've been in L.A. shooting the show, and, you know, you're wearing earphones, and it was so scary, and they did such a good job as actors, and, like, <laughs> alligators are everywhere, and just, I, see, I don't work in water, so, um, <laughs> I, I do not work in water, and so when Baywatch came calling, like many actresses, I'm like, wait, you want me to get in a swimsuit every day for maybe years, the Santa Monica Bay, which is not the best bay to swim in. Yeah, totally. No, not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in no. Bay watches, man. That, that, that water's cold. <laughs> cold, cold, and the wind over there, and the, you know, that side, it's like, mm, no, I think I'll, I'll just, um, mm -mm, not, I don't want to have to be in, I don't want to have to be in swimsuit shape for a minimum of three years, right? On a beach. No, right. thank you. No. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll tell you, I had more clothes on in the swimsuit and I was still cold and I don't get cold off. Okay. So you would have been freezing to death and you know, Pamela, you say that all the time, she'd be standing there shivering, her lip would be going up and down. <laughs> it, yes, exactly. It was one brave woman, like. You know, we had Heidi Kozak in part seven, and she had to go into the, the lake and, and actually did get uh, so cold. They had to take her to the hospital because we shot the exteriors in Alabama. And I'm like, mm, I'm not going in that dark water. I can't see all of those creepy things. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. And the director said, I promise you, Laura, it's safe. It's good. We know it's safe. You have like, no idea how. No. No, mm -mm. you you learn scenes that require you know where you're gonna have to fake drowning, and I'm like no, don't want to do that. <laughs> I thought for sure. I, I'll tell you what, just and then I'm, I'm gonna move on from there. But I thought for sure the way you handled uh, <clears throat> the dad's giving the dad seed and everything else from it, I thought it was really cool. It was it was really some of the best uh, Friday work I had seen. I think. You know, three and 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 um, seven. You know, and New Blood and uh -huh. 
You know, I, I did like, I did Jason, like Jason Takes Manhattan, and I like Jason in Outer Space, too. I don't care what anybody said. But, um, yeah, I didn't see that one. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I really did like the, the, the story and the angle, and the, and the psychologist mm-hmm. is such a weasel. That guy did such a great job, and I can't think of his name, but. He, oh, Terry Kaiser. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. And he, yeah. he plays such a great you know, weaselist type figure in that as it was. Oh, good um, at it. But the greatest scene ever is that the other, the other scene ever is when, when the guy's driving down the street and he looks and, you know, the Volkswagen deal. And, you know, he's like, I know I've seen plenty of horror movies. I know when to turn around. When I said, well, you didn't yeah. turn around, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, should, you should probably do that now. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't turn around, dude. You know, but I mean, it, that is great. And do you have a favorite, favorite memory of, of filming that Friday the 13th? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I rescued a pet bull that was um, abandoned off the side of the set and brought him in for a while. That was pretty fun. Um, That's awesome. But, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, I really liked the challenge of trying to keep her really emotionally grounded. And with all the stuff happening around her, I was really trying to let people have a peek into what her torment was in her mind, you know, whether real or not, or self-imposed or put on her by someone else. So I, I really loved the challenge of that as an actor to not just scream through a movie and cry through a movie, but really try to create her, her story. And, you know, Beekler let me, let me do a lot with that. I think. I think it showed that, you know, you can be really scared and fight back like a son of a gun too. You know I mean? You, you, yeah. you can get scared and then you're like, no, damn it, you're not doing that. Ugh, you know, and I think that's exactly. Cool. That's good. Yeah, that was super you showed fun. a lot of girls, a lot of young ladies. You know, I, you know, I, I have, I have daughters, but I mean, they're all grown. But I have, you know, grandchildren. I have a granddaughter, and she's huge into horror now at eleven. And uh, oh my goodness, I haven't watched this with her yet. I'm going to do it this weekend. And uh, but it, it's, I think it shows that look, you know, she's going to be like, look, grandpa, she, she can fight back. You know, I mean, and. and <laughs> I think that's cool. To see. I think that's cool that when you show you're scared, you can still fight back. I think that's the best part I got out of that is you went from being ah to no, damn it, I'm not going to take this. True, true. I mean, she was she was a fragile kind of character that tried to trust the people around her, and they didn't always have in mind the best for her or know how to deal with what she had gone through. So. Um, I, I just really, I liked the storyline a lot and having loved the, the Friday the 13th movies, I was really excited to get to play it. And of course, terrified, you know, because you want to be sure you make a story good enough that the fans will love. So, um, you have all of that going on at the same time. What's your favorite, uh, horror movie yourself that you've, that you've seen? Well, I really, I really do love the Psycho film and i really love rear window with uh, jimmy stewart grace kelly oh, um, that's not really oh, horror it's more suspense i guess yeah you are scared um you the are shining scared. shining shining was <laughs> terrifying yeah that that one's pretty messed up i did like that one a lot um, and i like the saw series too yes um the the mill torment and those decisions in the saw series are uh, those are very disturbing. You know, you're just like, oh man, you know, it's when you're really coming down to the decisions you make and uh, what you pay for in life. So I find that pretty terrifying. Yeah, my kids, my kids want to go do one of those rooms, those escape room deals to like that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the person. 
person to take into an escape room. Um, <laughs> now, my daughter and son would be very good at that. I'd just be the one screaming and hitting the walls, you know, at some point, <laughs> let me out of here. So I'll let them do it. <laughs> so, so now, I, I, you know, you, you're also an acting coach. And you're working yes. with people, which which right now during this time period, I think it's a wonderful time that you have online series. And I congratulations to that because I, I think that's thank, really thank cool. You. And you can still work on your craft at home and learn from a great coach like you. Well, that's, that's very nice. Thank you for being kind to say that. It's actually... You know, a few years ago, I've, I've done the Skype training and online for a while, but if anyone had ever really told me what we could do with Zoom, because we're literally shooting the auditions through Zoom, and, um, as you know, when, when all this started, you kind of think, well, you know, what, what will that do to, to the acting clients and the students that, that I work with? And it, is only, it has only affected us in that we're too busy. It's been an awesome time for actors because directors and producers and agents and people are finally, for the first time in their life, having time to look at look at new talent, maybe seasoned talent, and we're getting to send in all these awesome auditions. Um, you know, I, I just booked another film that I'm going to shoot the end of this month, uh, just from, you know, talking to the director and being able to send over a self-tape, and it's given a lot of actors they would have never had a chance and ability to audition, but it, even going forward, when we're finally past the pandemic, it's going to give actors all over the world a chance to compete on a different level. So I'm happy for that. That's cool. I love that. And, and you know, that's right. You, you remember when they would send in the, the old VHS tapes, you know, hey, you know, uh, you know, what, what, yeah. uh, you know, bicycle a couple of those tapes over to uh, somebody and let them know. And boom, literally kids could bicycle those tapes over there to somebody. And, right. You know, and, right. and, yeah. you know yeah. and the director's sitting there and he puts his clicker on, you know, and he picks up his television, you know, puts on the VCR <laughs> and, you know, and he watches, ah, she's not bad. He's all right. You know, and oh, I love exactly. that. Exactly. You know, and. Boom, you're off to the races. And <laughs> exactly. And, you know, the thing is, one of the, the main things is um, I have a program called Hollywood Highway, and it's an immersion program that we go out to L.A. three times a year with the pro-level students. And since we can't go this year, I'm bringing the whole team in in December, and we're shooting all their demos here in Dallas on location. So they're ready to hit January really hard, you know, with nice. stuff that's good. We can really produce amazing takes that are very type and style specific to those actors and it helps them weed out the masses of roles that aren't for them to make right. target roles that are and it's really been cool to see how um you know i mean a lot of times actors artists are, are kind of just always wishing and trying to figure out a way to make something happen and i really love making things happen and putting a kind of a science to it you know there is there is a way to make it happen and that's that's one of my passions for sure well, I love that. And if you could, and if you could sell makeup door to door, man, you, you you have brass all by itself because I mean that that is a rough job. So I mean that, that, that was crazy. At seventeen years old, you're out there banging doors. People have no yeah. idea today to how hard that is. I I I, I actually tried that once, and uh, you know, fifteen year old. What were you selling? Fifteen year old kid got Blair's makeup. My mom was gonna kill me knocking on people's doors. I only had like thirty five doors to knock on. Didn't get I got one sale for like eight fifty, which was a lot of money back well, then. Well, not yeah, not bad. Not bad. I'll take it. But so, yeah, but I mean so huge respect for you to you, you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, you know, denied more times than you ever get accepted and knocking on doors. So, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. You didn't give up. I usually 
No, I told the actors. I usually say like the like this, but you know, I'm a mentor coach kind of teacher. So I, I only do uh, one group class. It's very small, and the rest everybody studies with me privately, and we do all the training and. Sometimes someone will call and say, oh, my gosh, my agent let me go. And I'm like, yay, we're down one. We're closer to the one that's going to work. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> I lost that job. I'm like, I'm so thrilled. We're closer to one you're going to get. We have to lose a lot of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, that, and I, you know, nobody's ever brought that up on a show. And thank you for bringing that up. <clears throat> sometimes, yeah. sometimes that's the biggest opening that you could ever ask for. Yeah, it certainly <clears throat> is. You know, generally... There's a reason you don't get the shows you don't get, you know, and, um, you know, some of them you wish you had gotten, but some you're like, oh, I'm really glad that they chose someone else for that. I would have been fired off that show. I wouldn't have gone the right direction. It, it wasn't right for me, you know. And, 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 so and, just, and, and to add on to that, if I may, I said, you know, also sometimes they look and they see you on something else that you bloom on and go, damn, I wish I would have got them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's true. And the thing is, with act, with acting, you know, in general, we don't write it, produce it, direct it, right. score it, and market it. So the actor can get all of the credit when it's a success because our face is on it, but we also get all the blame when it flops, and we still <laughs> didn't write it, direct it, market it, source it, and press it. So you have to really love what you're doing and just love doing the job. You know, you have you have to have that passion or you'll go crazy. I, I, I that, That's a great lesson right there. I mean, you know, sometimes you show up, and when it hits the screen, it's an entirely different animal. I, mean, I, went, I went to a serious movie that turned into a comedy. I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> I mean, you know, it just does. And then you're kind of like, hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think I think the key really to filming is editing. It's the editing that really makes it work, the music, all the stuff that's not there. And we don't see it until it's done. And I think those are the real rock stars of the show. Because I, 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 they make you look like $10 million. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah I can make a rock look great, you know. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right, exactly. I love no, that Texas humor. I love that. Um, you know, but, <laughs> but now, now, and, and where could everybody find you as far as the fact that they want to check out your acting classes and that kind of thing? Well, my studio is called Actors Audition Studios. So, actorsauditionstudios.com. Um, I have a book called Get Started, Not Scams. And uh, that was near and dear to my heart. So, uh, either one of those, and also through IMDb my, in my email. I'm pretty easy to find, so, now, Lark, you know, eventually if, somebody... If I excuse me, if I go back, I'd love you to uh, address the part of the book a little bit, if you won't mind, please. Okay. Tell us sure. a little bit about your book, because I think that title was fantastic, and a lot of people, you know, man, Hollywood's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Hollywood's wonderful, but it can also be a vicious place. So, I obviously, I think the book kind of probably says, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. tell us a little bit about the title and why you wrote it. Well, I, I had come, uh, I, was, I was coaching in L.A. And, and all. I mean, I've been a coach for a really long time. But I started seeing auditions from students that were just not the best auditions. And they had some talent. And their, their auditions were just really messed up. And I'm just like, who's teaching you this stuff? Like, where is this coming from? And I just found a lot of really outdated acting methods and outdated advice from people that were teaching or coaching, but they weren't really in the industry. They were taking their ideas from something they had read that may have been out of date. And I wanted to address that, and then I wanted to address the fake modeling scams and weekend-to-nowhere scams, the 
the radio ads that ask people to submit because Disney and Nickelodeon are, you know, are looking for you, you know, in your small town uh, with no experience. At the mall or wherever, right, yeah. uh, Yes, the mall is a really big scam. I I put one of their scripts in my book, um, you know, and and some of the scripts of just what they say. And they, it's so much more than just losing money. It's losing, uh, it's your dreams and your heart and people feel stupid and you know it's just like catfishing and dating and people they get taken because our emotions our heart is on the line our passions and and con men i I saw an interesting thing the other day you know con men it's not that they're that good at feeling they're just really good at playing on your emotions and artists generally have pretty big emotions and i hate to see families destroyed by scams or couples or people who've saved their money and what they're buying is not a career. They're they're just buying um, uh, a fake a fake facade of of coaching for the industry. So that's how it came to be. Um, right. I, I I love that, and and that's that's those lessons to be learned. And everybody thinks, oh man, they feel like a million dollars. Oh my, my my kid was picked at the mall, and all of a sudden my well, my my you know man walks up and says, oh my gosh, your daughter's got the most wonderful look, or your son does. And right, right yeah. away, of course, I'm getting a rash, and I need the Benadryl because I know that what's going yeah. this way. And then you know you you, you yeah. feel bad to to break their their spirit, and say, look, you know what, you need to take a really good look at this, and you know, give me the give me the person's card. And you, right. you, you do a little bit of looking and you're like, wow, you know. They- and you know, the thing is, it's so crazy is that if you just look up any of those names of the scams or the fake schools, they're, they're all over the Better Business Bureaus and all over online about what the scam is and people still buy into it. You know, right. you, look, you look up my coaching, there's not one complaint. Because we're just not going to have it, you know. We're not going to have it, and uh, and I just wish people would just take that extra step, and yes. and and realize that you know it is a business. Yes, you're going to have expenses. You've got to pay for headshots and demos. You do have all of those things, but if you put your money right, then you can get some effort back from it instead of just like throwing it into a fan and watching it fly around the room. Which, whew, you know. I just oh, I just hate the scams. They just Lord, they just Lord, really get. What's going to be dear? What's what's one of the best things you can because you know everybody has a different idea on headshots, and of course you have the L.A. Yeah. L.A. and the New York styles. Sure. But I mean you know sure. beyond that, obviously you know if if you're in per se the L.A. market and and you're getting a headshot done, what's one of the best things you can suggest? Because I mean I I don't like these. These people going out there, they have 75,000 different headshots from 55,000 different right. photographers. And, you know, what's one of the right. best pieces of right. advice? Because they're expensive. They can be very expensive. And, and um, you know, back in the old days, you know, we had to print them all and had to throw them away or right. use them as wallpaper when they didn't work. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's painful. But really, the, the best advice is um, whatever headshots you see that that photographer is doing, those are the shots that she's going to take of you. Yours aren't going to be any better than what you see. So if, if what you're seeing is not what you need, that's a red flag there. Um, the next thing is that the photographer is not your marketing agent. They, their job is to shoot you. And you need to go prepared with an idea of your type and your look and your wardrobe. 
and know the looks you need to, to be able to have a conversation and say, I think these are my looks. And you get some advice, obviously, from the, from the pro photographers, but um, a lot of talent, they just show up and say, okay, all right, I'll kind of shoot this. And there's not really anything going on as far as their, their marketing and a brand and what their, the roles they're really going to play. So we spend a lot of time on that in the studio, making sure that when we shoot, it's a, it's a keeper, you know, really good stuff. I love that. Just for that, just for that idea by itself, I think that so many people get pulled into uh, that yeah. and, and drop some. I mean, I've I've met actors and some of them who had really good roles, and I'm like, my God, I've never seen you. Know, you, you know, you go, you hang out, the friends or whatever, and you go to the garage yeah. and like you like you said, they use this wallpaper. Well, that was my one from yeah. here to here, and and I'm like, good God, man, you have five thousand, literally five thousand pictures. In in, yeah. in in 25 different photographers, you know, and I'm like, well, because, you know, somebody told me I need to do. So I think that advice is great. And I think that that's why. Well, I'll like tell you. Let me tell you something that I use with with my students when I'm consulting with someone. And I have them draw three letters on a page and the letters are E, E, E. And then we put a circle around it. And I said, those letters stand for everybody else's plan. And then I draw an X through it because I don't care about everybody else's plan. So when you as an artist can figure out your plan and put on the blinders and not listen to people who really don't know what they're talking about, like do your research, um, you'll have a much better result. You I really like will. That. You'll save a lot of money. You'll save a lot of time. I like that. See, And, and then, see, that's why I like, you know, people that come in, you know, like yourself that are experienced and, you know, and, and you, you've been on, you know, geez, you were a number one show in, in, in the world and that's landing. I mean, you know, right. your horror movie career is, is great. I love it. Of course it is, but I mean, you know, I don't take one away from another. I know people do in sure. genres, genres, but acting's acting and a good day of acting is a good day of acting, no matter what show exactly. you're on. You know, but yeah. you were on a top show. You've been on many different top shows, whether it be Murder, She Wrote or Knots or whatever it happens yeah. to be. And so you're bringing legitimate experience to the game. You were the young kid knocking yeah. on the door trying to make money to making it and going oh, yeah. through that. And and those are, I think, really important things that I think that people need to look at. And, and you, you gave the evolution of outdated things. Yeah, things that work, right. maybe it did in 1989, <clears throat> aren't what they do today. You know, right, and, right, because styles change. Yeah, the the styles of acting change, the genres. The you know, who would have thought webisodes could be as awesome, you know, as they are. Right. And uh, I was heartbroken this week when I learned, you know, Quibi. I'm sure you've heard of Quibi. Um, yes. They, you know, they're this. Um, uh, it's um, a streaming platform that these these guys invented, and they've had to close down, which I imagine was a lot of the pandemic, but. Their shows were top of the line, top talent, little eight and ten minute episodes that were made like huge productions. We could have never had that years ago. So, right, right, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I saw that and I read that article on it, and that was, and they got, they had huge people put into their money. Walmart people like put money into it, billions. And uh, I you know it's you awesome. come around the corner like that. I mean, you just don't. Nah, I'd catch some of those shorts and everything else. It is, um, and it's fantastic. They were. They were so good. I spent a good amount of uh, pandemic time uh, grateful in the ham in the hammock, swinging, uh, you know, watching some little eight minute episodes, and it was super fun. So I love, I love that. I was going to ask you what 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 has been your guilty pleasure during the pandemic that like you know you Netflix it and Hulu and it. Is there any shows that you got into? You said, yeah, man, this is cool. Gosh, 
else, you know, oh, that's, that's really a tough one. I kind of, I watch a little bit of everything because the actors have so many auditions with a little bit of everything. So, um, you know, and I've usually read the scripts way before the stuff is out. So I'm kind of, um, the shows that are out are probably something I already looked at or saw even a year and a half ago. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's kind of hard. That's hard. Is there anything that's got your attention? You said you, okay. I'll ask you like this. Two questions. One, a show from the past you could have picked to be on, what would it have been? Well, it would have been Friends, and I, I really messed up those auditions for Friends, to tell you honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that would have been super fantastic. And, uh, gosh, I um, I also wish I had gotten a film with Robert Redford and Jimmy Moore that was, um, right now I'm blanking on the name of it, where he pays a million dollars to have her as, as oh for the night. Oh, my God, that's a great movie. I'm not completely... Indecent Proposal, yeah. Indecent proposal. proposal. Right. Yes, thank you. Right. Yeah. Great movie. Really, re- really, really loved it. Got really close on that, but you know, um, we had it was Woody Harrelson's blonde, Redford's blonde, I was blonde, so you know they really went the right way with Jimmy, <laughs> and and that was awesome. And you know, one show I have really loved this past year has been What If with Renee Zellweger. I think that that has just been a really juicy. I miniseries. Oh, it's good. It's called What If? And she just floors it just out of the park with it. And uh, really good stuff. Um, so that. yeah, you'll have to check that one out. I yeah. definitely will. I definitely, without a doubt. Now, as, as far as the fact of you, you coming, what do you have coming up? I have, um, I'm going to be shooting a show at the end of November called Autumn's Road. And it's a, it's a neat role for me because it's not glamorous at all. It's a mother who's had a child die and she keeps everything the same, hoping that that, or a child disappear and hoping that that child comes back. So she's very, she's very, very emotionally, um, well, I played emotional characters, but uh, this one doesn't have any glamour to her or um, sex appeal. I, I don't believe. I meet with the director tomorrow, so I hope we have the same vision. That's and, fantastic. Uh, and, you, you know, and, and you have a film out now, right? I do. I have Expulsion out that started streaming um, uh, this last week. And that one was awesome fun. <laughs> Science fiction. And it was made by a low-budget company who I just fell in love with the guys. They're amazing. And what they pulled off was unreal. And the man that plays the lead in it, Colton Tapp, is one of my students. And... So I got to set coach him. He plays dual characters really well. I'm really proud of him. Very cool. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. So that was exceptionally fun um, to shoot. Shot that in Arizona. Where, where can they find that at? Expulsion, where can they find that at? That is, uh, right now it's on all the main platforms, you know, Prime and, um, you know, Apple TV and, right. oh, Voodoo, something like that. Right. <laughs> That's fantastic. One of those. Great. We'll, 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 we'll put we'll put it in the we'll put it in the credits. We'll put a couple of links to the credits uh, too. Okay, well, yeah, for sure. It's a fun film. It's you know it's really for the science fiction geek, and and I like that. And uh, I got to to play a woman. I aged myself for the film. Kind of made her. They go through different universes, and I was trying to make it kind of look like she was withering away. She was very evil and manipulative in her business, and trying to control the scientists. So, um, oh, so you're the devious. So one I liked this time. it. <laughs> Pardon me. You're the devious one this time. 
<laughs> I did not ruin the pot. It, you have to watch it closely, too. Those guys were geeks, man. They had a lot of little science things placed throughout. <laughs> That's very cool. Very cool. Where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, Laura Park Lincoln. Well, on Instagram, it's my name, Laura Park Lincoln. So, and I have a fan page on Facebook. So, any of those places are great. Would love to hear from them. And you got a lot of really cool merch, too. I, I do. Thank you. You know, as an actor, I had always hoped that one day I would have uh, pictures of a lot of different fabulous things that I had done. So it is fun to have that. It sure is. I mean, you have autographed pictures, you know, I mean, it, it, it's funny and I'll make this, I'll make this short is that, you know, that you're, you were trying to, you know, there's pictures to try to find with like you and Kane and things like yeah. that on there. And I love the Friday the 13th necklace, by the way, that is so cool. Thank you. That is such a fun necklace. And, um, and then I did them. I was a breast cancer patient survivor. So I did them in pink also, which is fun. Really? Um, I like, yeah, I like the mask of Friday 7 because of the cutout on the yes. side of the cheek. I always liked that a lot. In fact, when we wrapped Friday the 13th, I had one of the molds bronze for John Beekler, for the director. Oh, wow. And um, it was so funny because I had to send it. Do you remember back in the day when people used to bronze baby shoes, yes. right? Yes, yes, And Children's so, baby shoes are all bronze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bronze. And so... I had to call up this baby shoe bronzing company and see if they would bronze a Friday the 13th mask. And it's like, hmm, that's interesting. But they did it. Yeah. That's got to be so. one of the greatest stories that's ever been told on the show. That is so badass. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Next time you have to YouTube something like that, man. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> there's Laura Park Lincoln from Friday the 13th, you know, and she's calling up the baby shoe company. Hey, man, by the way, you know, you still bronze? Well, yes, ma'am. Well, by the way, you know, I have Jason's mask, you know, would you mind, you know, bronzing this for me? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It really was. And what's funny is at the time, you don't even think it's unusual. It's like, you know, it's just like oh, yeah, this will be good. I didn't even think it was unusual until the people were like going, what? <laughs> She's on some really good drugs or something. She's calling up trying to have a mask, but you know, uh, bronze, you know, that was, I, I think that, and I think it's a wonderful gift. I think that's, that's so, so cool. And, and so, uh, you know, original to, you know, I, I bet you he popped for the gift. I have no idea. I mean, I, yeah, I don't really even know how much it was. It couldn't have been that much. No, no, no. I mean, I bet, you he, was, I bet you he really popped excited for the gift. Oh, he hopped. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. Yes, he's a very, he was a very, very gracious man. So that, that is great. So, okay, so again, one more time, where can everybody find you at? Okay, well, of course, on IMDb, you know, Lar Park Lincoln. You can check out a lot of my stuff on there and at my studio, actorsauditionstudios.com. And, um, yeah, just not too hard to find. So with uh, Instagram is Lar Park Lincoln. That's always a fun place. Um, you can see my poodles and my students with me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love that. It's been such a pleasure having you on. I hope you come back on you again too. because uh, – Thank you so much. This is I gonna, really enjoyed it. This is going to air the week of Friday the 13th. I was originally planning it for Halloween, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to blow yeah. this up. November's got a Friday the 13th. So what better way to have, you know, oh. the star uh, of, 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 you know, you and, you and Kane Hodder, of, of course, oh. Friday the 13th, yeah. you know, 
and uh, the new blood you know part seven right there live and in color so this is going to air that week and and we're just going to blow it apart with this and i hope that um soon we have 13 fanboy footage for y'all to see you know because that that's what i did with you all and um that that was a really cool show and kane hotter's in that one too doing an incredible acting job without the mask oh I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna have to have Kane on. I got. I gotta reach out to him. Um, we we just. You should. Yeah. We've we've just we've just we've always missed each other by that moment, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reach yeah. out to him. But it, it has been such of a course. pleasure. You are awesome, and I like to say, Thank please you. stay in touch, and 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 we'll ha gladly have you back on to anything you're doing, whether it be oh. you know, shows or whatever. But you know, it's been a true Super. pleasure. And uh, thank you. I, I've really enjoyed it. I hope you have a wonderful day, and and we will talk yeah. soon. Too. I'm going to just shoot some people. So, Ladies we've got to and do gentlemen, the Lifebox Media Channel, Law Park Lincoln, thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.